Welcome to GRE Snacks, snackable episodes about the GRE exam and graduate school admissions. I'm Tyler, founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable GRE course that uses memory-based adaptive learning technology to optimize your memory and get you better results in less study time. You can try it out for free by visiting achievable.me, and if you like it, use the code PODCAST to get 10% off. Now, let's get started. So today I've got Caroline Diarte Edwards from Fortuna Admissions on the call with me. And Caroline, I'm really excited to have you on the show. Could you please share a little bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Thank you, Tyler. Um, so I am a director and co-founder at Fortuna Admissions. So we are a team of coaches advising candidates applying to top business schools for MBA programs. Most of our clients are applying to full-time MBA programs, um, but we do also work with people applying to executive MBAs, masters in management, masters in finance. Um, and I was uh, previously head of admissions at INSEAD, um, which is a top business school in Europe and also has a campus in Singapore and um, Abu Dhabi, and now a center in San Francisco as well. And um, I am originally from the UK, as you may be able to hear, and I've lived in a lot of different countries um, in the past, but I'm now in California in the Bay Area. Yeah, so you've been all over the place um, and seen college admissions in a lot of places. And so it's a great person uh, to have for today's topic, which is how U.S. students should position themselves when they're applying to international business schools. Right. And through your work as uh, head of admissions at INSEAD, I'm sure you saw a lot of American students. Right. So what was what's like the first thing that you think about when, with American students, either a thing that is a common mistake or a thing that's like this is what really helped the good ones really stand out from the crowd? Right. Yeah. I, so I think um, sometimes a mistake that U.S. students make is that. Um, they think that it's going to be easier to get into an international program than a, than one of the top U.S. schools, um, and it's not necessarily the case. Um, the, the, right. the top international schools are also uh, very competitive, highly sought after, with candidates applying from all around the world. Um, so sometimes I think that U.S. candidates may think that it's a way to get into a top program that is easier than getting into a top U.S. school, and it's 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 not the case. Um, and sometimes I think that um, you know they they haven't really researched what the schools are looking for, and it is a little bit different from what the, the U.S. schools are looking for. And so it, it's a shame as admissions director when you end up rejecting a candidate who where you can see that okay well this candidate has a very good background they've got a strong profile but they just haven't prepared very well for the admissions process and they haven't really done their research and they haven't presented themselves very effectively and therefore they get rejected in a competitive process right so that does happen and it's a shame right because you know if they had done a better job of preparing themselves then they could have been a great student um, and that's one of the reasons right. I do what I do now, um, advising candidates so that they don't make that mistake. Um, so th there are a number of differences. Before we dive into the differences, I mean, I should also point out that there are a number of commonalities, right? And so 
Mm-hmm. It's true of all of the top schools, whether you're applying in the US or whether you're applying to the international schools, that they are all looking for strong academics, right? So they'll be looking at mm-hmm. um, where you studied, which institution you attended, your undergraduate track record, your GPA, they'll scrutinize your transcripts. And of course, they will look at your um, your test results, right, GRE or GMAT. Um, so they'll be looking mm-hmm. at um, those elements to get a sense for your academic ability and your academic potential. Um, they will all be looking at your professional track record and admissions committees typically take the, perspe- the perspective that past performance is the best predictor of future potential and future success. Um, so they'll be looking at of what you've achieved in your career so far, um, what results have you generated, um, what impact have you had, are you someone who is already on a fast track, um, and they'll be looking at you know what you have to say about your career, but also what your recommenders have to say about about you, um, and then they will all be looking at um, your fit with the school, the fit with that specific school culture. And they will be looking at your extracurriculars. Mm-hmm. So all the schools will be looking at whether you bring something to the program beyond um, being part of the academic experience and beyond being someone who will probably get a great job post MBA and be professionally successful. Um, so all of these schools are looking for students who will be active members of the, the, the business school community because there's a lot to an MBA program beyond the academic experience and beyond landing a great job, uh, right? There's, right. Um, it's, there's, and probably, you know, this is more true of business school than perhaps any other um, graduate school program because the networking is such an important part of why people go to business school. So, so there are a lot of clubs and societies and activities and, and leadership opportunities sports, um, uh, trips, treks to visit companies in different places. So they want um, students who are going to get involved in the life of the school, including just the social life, right, to to help that student body bond and really get the most out of their experience. Um, And so they will be looking at um, whether you are someone who is actively involved in something outside of your day job? Um, are you someone mm-hmm. who has interests and and ha- do you have a track record of doing something? It doesn't have to be anything in particular. It doesn't have to be volunteering. It doesn't have to be fundraising. It doesn't have to be arts. You know, it can be anything. But what they want to see is, do you have a passion for something? And have you, you know, it's great if you can show that you've achieved something or had some sort of impact in an extracurricular dimension. So that is true whether mm-hmm. you're applying to the US or whether you're applying to one of the international programs. So I think that that's important to keep in mind that there are those commonalities. Um, but then in terms of the differences, because the international programs are really focused on bringing together a group of people who are very internationally minded, those schools are usually looking for candidates who have a real interest in being part of um, a very international community. And um, and one way that you can typically demonstrate that you are genuinely 
um, it, it, you know, motivated to be part of an international community is that you have a track record of getting involved um, uh, outside of your home country. So do you have any experience of studying or working outside of your home country? Um, have you made the effort to travel outside of your home country? Um, if you have very limited experience um, of actually time spent outside of your home country, perhaps you've had international clients or you've worked in a very international team. Um, so all of those elements are important to point out in your application um, so that schools mm -hmm. can get a sense for whether you're someone who's developed an international mindset, whether you've developed cultural sensitivity, whether you really genuinely have an interest in learning more about other countries and cultures and, and whether you um, have the ability to work successfully across um, cultural barriers and, and breaking down those barriers. Is that something that truly genuinely interests you? Um, so, mm -hmm. so that's something that is is very different about the international schools. Now, the US schools, that's also interesting to them right and and great if you have that experience and that that mindset but for them it's more of a nice to have right whereas for the international schools it's a must have right it's something that they are specifically looking for and they expect you to have that right well and it sounds like the international schools in particular want you to include that in your essays or include that in your resume in a way that it wouldn't be as important in the the u.s schools right like for instance i did business development, which took me, I was in the video game industry, so it took me to Finland a lot. And that would be something that would be like a cornerstone of my INSEAD application, hypothetically, but it wouldn't really be that important yes. if I was applying to U.S. schools. Yes, that's right. Yes. So if you were applying to a school like London Business School or INSEAD or HEC in Paris or ESC in Spain, then you might want to talk about your experience of working um, across cultures, your experience of working with Finnish team members, um, what were the things that you found challenging? How did you overcome those challenges? Um, you might want to get a reference from someone, you know, if you have a good relationship and you spent significant time working with someone from a different culture, that might be a great opportunity to get a reference from one of your recommendations from someone from a different country or culture. Um, so yes, it should be definitely something that is more core to the story that you you tell in your application. Right. And yeah, that was something that I picked out when I was listening to you to describe the similarities and differences is that you didn't really talk about like the types of work experience so much beyond like maybe that international angle. Mm. Are there types of like in the United States, the classic thing is like, oh, you work in consulting or you work in finance and maybe you work in like big tech and you're like, you know, one of the typical candidates to a U.S. business school. Do you feel like that is still true for international business schools Are there, or are there other sort of genres of work or industries that are more common? You will get all of those. Um, so a difference in professional profile. I mean, one thing is that candidates can be slightly older on average um, uh, on the international programs, especially the one-year programs than the uh, mm -hmm. the in the US two-year programs. Um, 
And that's because for a one year program, the school is looking um, for the for the student to really bring some substantial professional experience to be able to relate what they're learning to the context um, of their their previous experience, um, so that they mm-hmm. um, that that and that they can bring that experience also to the classroom discussion. They're not so reliant on having to learn everything through a case study. Um, which can take a lot of time and is quite laborious, um, and and so the the faculty can be uh, they don't always they can use different um, teaching methods rather than always having to to use the case study method. I mean, for example, at INSEAD they do use a lot of case studies, but they also use other teaching methods as well, because um, it takes a lot of time if you teach everything through the case study. And so having a classroom of people with a little Mm -hmm. bit more work experience means that they can relate it back to something that they've done before, or someone in the classroom can tell a great story about how that's how, you know, some the the particular accounting principle that the professor is talking about um, was, uh, was, was something that, you know, they experienced in their previous position. So having that that rich professional experience is very useful um, in the context of a, a more accelerated program. Um, so the average age on a one-year program is typically around 29, whereas on the US mm. programs, it's typically around sort of 27, 28. Um, so there's a little, it's not a big difference, but it's a little, little bit older and probably um, you would get, um, you might have more, for example, family business profiles um, on the mm-hmm. international programs than you might have um, on the, the U.S. schools because, you know, family business um, can be a more significant part of the economy in some countries than it is in the U.S. Um, mm-hmm. you, you may have, uh, I mean, management consultants um, are a Big part of the uh, the uh, the cohort applying to business schools uh, internationally as well, and and as as they are in just the US. everywhere. <laughs> yes, yeah. There's a lot of management consultants applying everywhere. So, so, um, so you know, probably more similarities than differences in the professional sectors um, pre MBA. Got it. Okay. And then when you're looking to position yourself when applying to these schools, uh, these international schools as a U.S. applicant, I mean, we touched on probably the fir- the most important part already, which is you need to make it clear that you're interested in being international long term, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're just going to go to an international program and then go right back to the U.S., there's really no reason for you to do an international program. You should probably just do a domestic program in the United States. So, but other than that, right, like what are the ways, maybe like the more subtle ways um, that you should be thinking about sort of like, you know, how you're talking about yourself? Like, is there like perhaps a bit less brashness or self-promotion because, you know, this sort of typically American thing to do or is is that actually uh, something you still want to do? All right. (laughs) Well, so. so, so yeah, that, that's a good point. I mean, so adaptability and flexibility are skills that definitely feed into the ability to 
work with people from different backgrounds and different cultures. So if you can demonstrate your ability to adapt to different situations um, and be flexible, even if it's not in the context of a different country or culture, then that is relevant um, to, uh, to your business school application for an international business school, right? Because it shows your ability to, to um, accommodate yourself to a different environment and to, to fit in and to, um, and to get to grips with a very different situation. Um, and so you may be able to demonstrate that um, just through adapting to a different corporate culture, right? Going from working mm -hmm. in a startup to working in a big corporate or vice versa. Um, that's adapting to, you know, different different um, corporate culture can can be very challenging, as challenging as going, you know, culture shock, going from country to country. Um, so there may mm -hmm. be there may be smart ways um, that you can demonstrate the the elements of the skills that feed into the ability to work effectively across cultures. Um, and, um, and, and for candidates who don't have a lot of work experience of, um, or experience of studying or traveling outside of their home country, and not everyone has had that opportunity, right? And, um, you know, and, and schools are aware of that, that, um, it's often, people who come from more privileged backgrounds that may have had the opportunity to study or travel outside of their home country. And so they are well aware of that. Um, and so if you haven't had those opportunities, um, perhaps you can explain that context that is useful. Um, and if you have had the opportunity um, to work in an international team or with international colleagues or with international clients, then definitely point that out and talk about those experiences and talk about you know what you learn from that and what impact mm -hmm. that had on you um and um you know why that sort of stimulated your interest in in learning more about other countries and cultures and also talk about right. you know why you want to be part what you hope to gain from being part of a very international cohort um what you hope to learn from your fellow students and Definitely, you know, bringing some humility to that is important. Um, the humility is an important attitude to have, um, I, I think, as an MBA student. And MBA students are not known for humility, as you know. But the humility is an important <laughs> um, attribute for, for someone who is really open to learning. Right. And, and if you want to learn from your fellow classmates and really immerse yourself in in the experience and learn from other cult countries and cultures, then bringing some humility to the table is important. So there, there are definitely smart ways that you can point to you know, why you would be a good addition to the program and why it's relevant for you and how you will use that education in the future, even if you don't have a lot of experience outside your home country already. Right. Yeah. And I think that also, um, I think that just in general, there's sort of a lot of um, emphasis on self-promotion in the United States that just isn't shared with the rest of the world. And I also think that uh, in general, the, the key thing is to really show, like you mentioned earlier, that like demonstrated interest in 
learning more about other cultures. You don't necessarily have to know everything there is to know about France, right? But it's just more like that you're curious about it and that you want to develop that interest. Um, and yeah. I think one question I had as you were talking about, you know, oh, well, okay, so if you've done the international travel, then you can talk about why it inspired you. But if you haven't done it, you know, you should still talk about why you're interested in it. And I, I would love for you to elaborate uh, elaborate on that. Like, if you haven't had the opportunity to work internationally or travel internationally for whatever reason, but you are really interested in it and applying to international business schools potentially as a way to do that, how do you kind of weave that in in a way that doesn't kind of feel like you're just saying it to say it? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, then it's important to have a, be able to articulate a clear career plan and say, you know, why it is that you you want to um, work abroad. What is your um, plan for leveraging that, leveraging that international education post MBA um, and, and showing genuine motivation for getting international experience when you graduate? To make it clear that you're not one of those students who just wants to sort of parachute into the business school and study there and have a great time um, experiencing France or Spain or Italy or Singapore or wherever wherever you are and then go back to your home country and never leave again, right? So so you can really map that out through your career plan, and um, you know you'll also have an opportunity to lay that out in hopefully at the interview stage. So. The written application mm -hmm. gives you limited space to set out your story. Um, so definitely make the most of that. But hopefully you'll get to the interview stage and that will give you much more opportunity to explain things in more detail. And they will normally be mm -hmm. asking um, at that stage um, some detailed questions about your career plans and your post MBA plans. And so that's a great opportunity to, to show that you've thought things through very carefully and that um, that you know you you clearly see an international dimension in your in your career path, and I mean, and also just mm -hmm. make sure that it's realistic, right? Um, you know, don't say that you want to go and work in Shanghai if you have you know you have no Mandarin and you have no plan to master Chinese, right? I mean, you you need to have a realistic plan. Um, if it's something that sounds it's kind of pulled out of thin air, then it's definitely not going to help you. So definitely do your research on, you know, what the requirements might be to pursue the path mm -hmm. that you that you hope to. Yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it also opens another line of topics that I'd love to just touch on briefly here, which is, um, you know, when you mentioned sort of that there's this interview stage, right? Like this is a pretty common step too of most of these business school application processes. And as a, as a U.S. student, should you go into these interviews with international business schools trying to be, you know, just as heavy-handed about your interest in being international as you were in your application? Or is there sort of what approach would you recommend uh, for U.S. applicants in the interview stage? So you were breaking up a little bit then, Tyler. Oh, sure. Let me just ask my question again. I'm sorry, just um, while we're pausing, so, I, I, sorry, I don't have my, I need, I will need to go and get my computer cable. I have like probably like three or four minutes. Um, so maybe if we make this the last question on this segment and then I'll run and get my 
computer cable. Sure, we can make this the last question, and then um, honestly, I I we had the third topic, but I have another call in twenty five minutes, and I don't know if we'll be able to cover it. Okay. So it may just be easier to just do two today. What do you think? Sure, that's fine. That's fine if that works better for you. Yeah, I think that'll work well. Um, so yeah, then I think then just uh, so okay, resetting. Um. So that that brought up another interesting question for me uh, as we're kind of wrapping up here, which is when you're doing the interview step with these international business schools, should you maintain sort of a similar emphasis on like, I really want to be international, I really want to be international? Or is there, you know, do you have other advice for people that are at that step of the admissions process with these international business schools? Right. So definitely you want to be authentic. You want to be you want to be your true self so don't try to be something that you're not um and at the interview stage the schools will be looking for many of the same things that the, the top us schools will be looking for so they will be looking to check your communication skills your interpersonal skills they'll be looking to sort of cross check um what you've said in your application and does that make sense you know are you able to um, are you able to explain things in more detail, right? Sometimes the people in the written application, they'll write, you know, you might have like a, a very short um, question that where you could write about your career goals. Maybe you could write three or four lines, mm -hmm. but then they will expect you to explain that in more detail at the interview stage, and, but people might not have been expecting that. So just be prepared that anything in your application is fair game. So just be prepared mm -hmm. to go into anything that's in your application in more detail, right? And that is true for the US schools or the international schools. Um, and even something that's not in your application. So if there's something that you've left out, right? If there's a gap in your resume or there's something that you're hoping that they won't notice, they will notice that and they will probably jump on that at the interview and expect you to explain it. So um it's it's very similar um so so that is true for the u.s schools as it is with the international schools but but um you're right that you should definitely keep in mind that they will want to see that you have that motivation to be part of an international community and that they will be specifically mm. looking for you know are you someone who will work well in in a very um international environment because when you go and mm -hmm join um, in Seattle London Business School or one of the other top international schools, you'll be working in a team with people who have a very different background to you, different professional background, different cultural background. It's difficult, right? They will have a different way of tackling things and it'll be challenging and it won't always be easy and it might not always be fun. So they want to see if you're someone who is really up for that and um mm -hmm. and and is is genuinely motivated to be part of that that um rich learning environment um and uh, and the, you know you that you have um thought things through and that you really want to be part of a very international community and that you see the relevance for your future career plans um so you know they, they're kicking the tires on whether it makes sense for you to come to that school and whether they see you being a good student and whether they see you mm -hmm. being a good ambassador for the school in the future. Right. Yeah. And I mean, that is the the goal of every admissions officer kind of at any place, right? Is that they 
are actually there to make sure that you're going to succeed at their school, right? And yeah, and so these are all kind of parts of that. But you know, as a U.S. person applying to international schools, the key question is going to be around that adaptability that you mentioned, right? I think that was a really good point. Just like, can you put up with or you know w handle well um, people from very different points of view and and really be able to create. Um, a holistic, uh, you know, going forward plan from those different opinions. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much. This has been GRE Snacks, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Caroline Diarte Edwards from Fortuna Admissions. And Achievable has a great online GRE course that you can try for free at achievable.me. And you can use the code podcast to get 10% off if you like it.